And now it's time for Dave's Disney View Podcast. Please move across your car to make room for everyone. Our podcast will begin momentarily. Join Dave as he makes his Grand Circle Tour around the Walt Disney World Resort. Dave is a dreamer and an engineer who enjoys the magic and wonder of it all. But he understands its place in history and respects the legacy that's been left. So come along and take a listen to Dave's thoughts about the Walt Disney World Resorts and see it through Dave's eyes. Please stand clear of the podcaster. Por favor, manténganse alejado del David. And now, here's your host. Hey everyone, it's Dave again. Welcome to another edition of Dave's Disney View Podcast. Well, on today's podcast, I want to continue talking about the World of Motion exhibit. In part one, I talked about the history of the exhibit. In part two, it was the actual ride-through. And on today's podcast, I'm going to talk about the Trans Center. That was the end part of the attraction when you left the ride and you actually entered a whole new world, if you will, of motion. The GM promotional brochure read, The GM Trans Center is an open invitation for you to visit a world that's rarely seen. The Trans Center showcases candid, behind-the-scenes views of what it takes to design, engineer, and manufacture cars and trucks with the highest order of quality and imagination. But satisfying today's personal travel requirements is only part of the ongoing creative process. Anticipating what lies ahead is another story that comes to life in the GM Trans Center. Clearly, the future of transportation is here, and on full display. And we'll return with the whole story right after this word from our sponsor. Hey, I have the best-kept Disney World and Universal Studios vacation secret. Did you know that anyone can rent a sweet ride and truly get around fast with your pass inside the theme parks? Mom, tell them. Well, Scooter Vacations makes it fun all day long. You or someone you love deserves the best way to see everything. So why not relax and enjoy a true express ride with your pass? Scooter Vacations can arrange it and even deliver it to you. Get around the fun way, have as much fun getting from ride to ride as being on the ride. They fit on buses, boats, and monorails, and some can fit in a car trunk. Upgrade your experience and scoot everywhere. Contact Scooter Vacations at 1-855-WDW-SCOOT. That's 1-855-WDW-SCOOT. Or on the web at scootorlando.com. That's S-C-O-O-T Orlando.com. S-C-O-O-T Orlando.com. It's fun to be free, to be on the move, to go anywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, 
General Motors now invites you to share the challenge of the future. We need you to help us shape tomorrow's mobility. Just ahead is General Motors' exciting Trans Center. Join us behind the scenes, where we are working to ensure that tomorrow's world will continue to be a world of motion. So as you left the uh, ride itself, you would step out of the Omnimover vehicles and go into the Trans Center, which was a full of exhibits and shows about the transportation and things surrounding it. It had an innovation-style feel to all of it. The Trans Center was more than just a display area. It fronted a little bit as a laboratory-type environment where guests might expect to see a GM engineer collaborating on ideas for more aerodynamic cars and more fuel-efficient mass transit systems. The only GM employees you could find there were those distributing promotional literature for the company's current line of cars that were on display in the last section of the Trans Center. So let's talk about the sections of the Trans Center. You traveled through the center looking at the prototype cars such as the Lean Machine and the Dreamers Workshop and a show called The Water Engine. Now this was viewed on a series of video screens. The Water Engine was an animated film on different types of engines. In the film, characters try to say that certain engines are the best. A cowboy believes that the internal combustion engine is the best unless something better comes along. Other characters vie for other engines, such as the battery electric, the coal-fired turbine, the flywheel turbine, the magnetic levitation, the hybrid turbine electric, and the horse. The final engine they show is the hydrogen-powered water engine. After being pumped up, the water engine explodes all over the video screens. In the end, as you might expect, the internal combustion engine wins out to be the best. So let's listen to the audio from that portion of the show.
così la stupina sta sempre cliccando l'accumulatore e questo è proprio replica of America's only wind tunnel on display. The fan blades were 13 feet long and can generate a uniform wind velocity of 150 miles per hour. The next part of it was The Bird and the Robot. This was an audio-animatronics vaudeville show starring a robotic car manufacturing arm named Tiger and his manager, Bird. Bird was a cigar-smoking toucan with a New York accent. How politically incorrect does that seem today? Eh, well, in the show, Bird is trying to get Tiger into the show business. He has Tiger perform many tricks for the audience, like rolling over, playing dead, and fetching a donut. After Tiger fails to fetch the donut, Bird threatens to send Tiger back to GM, where he'd have to work on some hard jobs like spray painting or welding hot car parts or something along those lines. Then in a video display in the background, it shows other car manufacturing robots working at GM plants. The finale has Tiger conducting the Detroit Phil Robotic Orchestra, which was a series of car clips of manufacturing robots um, set to music, and Tiger is their conductor. This was a very well-received show and was viewed by over 7 million guests a year. So let's take a listen to that show as well. Only 20 little seconds, and he's here to entertain and amaze you. Standing room only, because we got no seats. 15 seconds till the bird. This is down front while they last. See the incredible bird. Eight seconds. This is it. Here he comes. The excitement is mounting. Three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, General Motors is proud to present the one, the only, Bye. 
folks, and welcome to my show. My name is Bud, and I'm here to entertain, educate, and amaze, for I am an audio-animatronicated figure. I'd like to introduce my assistant. He's a robot. I call him Tiger. Come out, Tiger. Help me entertain the nice people. Tiger! He's a little shy. See, folks, I'm in the show base since I was an actor. But Tiger here, he's in manufacturing. He's got no aim in life beyond making a better car for you folks to drive. But today, I'm giving him his lucky chance to break into showbiz. He's a little nervous, so give me a break now, folks. Tiger! Atta boy, that's better. I'll give him something easy to start out. Roll over. You gotta talk slow. Tiger! Roll over! Train to myself. Alright, alright. Tiger, play dead. Dead tiger. Thank you, thank you. I don't deserve it. Okay, tiger, now get the donut. Fetch it to me. Go on, fetch the donut. You'll get it no more. Hey, tiger, what's a big idea? I give you a big break and deliberately humiliate me in front of all these nice people. Want me to send you back to General Motors where I found you? Think about it, kid. They do terrible things to robots. They could lock you up in a room full of smelly paint fumes and make you spray paint out of your nose all day. Or force you to pick hot parts out of an oven with your bare fingers. Or they could make you hold hot parts together while they get welded right in your hand. <laughs> you wouldn't like that, would you? Kid, you got a bug in your throat, Shut up, please. Are there any requests? Anything at all you'd like to hear? Just... Not yet! I'm not through talking! As I was saying... Nothing really. How about some applause for my assistant here? All right, all right, enough for him. How about some more applause for me? Put that thing away. Wise guy, eh? I taught him everything he knows, and this is how he... What the... This is the most ridiculous... You're not fooling anybody. He can't see anything out of those things. What? So, think you're funny, don't you? Seriously, folks, he can't see, but some robots can see. Take this guy, for example. He's got laser eyes. He goes around measuring critical stuff on the car body. And big as he is, he's very delicate. Accurate to the nearest 10,000th of an inch. Of course, most robots don't need to see. They just remember where things are. This is robot school. This NC painter robot is lining the shape of a new body. A new car body, that is. Yeah, with instructors like that, school don't look so bad. Look at him go. Perfect. This one graduates with honors. Now, the best part about it is, these guys paint them perfect every time. And look at this guy. He's no dummy. Let the robot be out there in the smelly paint fumes. This guy's got air conditioning. Look at that reach. With arms like that. Maybe you could get him into basketball. That's it. I'll sign him to a contract and retire for life. Get those moves. Pure poetry in motion. Now it's
it's time for the cultured portion of our show. A brief culture. So now, it is my privilege to present, remember I taught him everything he knows, Tiger, conducting the Detroit Phil Robotic Orchestra. Maestro. computer-generated display shows GM's car torture test without actually performing anything on a physical object. Another exhibit features stylings of clothes with GM's advanced polyester production styles. There was something called AeroTest that sought to educate visitors on the importance of airflow patterns and fuel economy on automobile design. Concept 2000 was on the way out. It was also known as Design 2000 at one point. This was the exhibit on the inside of the future car. Displays about seats, seat belts, upholstery, power systems, microprocessors, and computer-aided designs were present. CAD was a program used to design futuristic vehicles. The exhibit included full-size seating box, which had an electronic dashboard superimposed over windshields. Also, there was a display with a film clip that showed what car manufacturing would look like in the future, complete with industrial robots and uniformed workers. Another section was Concept to Reality, which was right by the uh, pavilion's exit. And this was GM's showroom for current cars and trucks. Guests could get in and out of the vehicles and kind of test them out a little bit while they were standing there. And then, of course, there was an information center for General Motors. This was an information kiosk with a GM representative handing out brochures and answering general questions. Now, over the years, some things did change in the Trans Center. But as long as the uh, world of motion was open... The Trans Center was open, and some portion of what you actually saw at the beginning was there at the end. The things that did change was something called Aero 2000, which was a sleek silver subcompact car displayed on a red turntable. It had four seats and two doors. Contained in the Aero 2000 was an experimental three-cylinder, turbocharged, 68-horsepower diesel engine. The sleek design of the Aero 2000 led to minimal wind resistance. The front wheels are covered by shields, also called skirts, to prevent resistance. The shields only open when a turn of 10 degrees or more is made, so the, uh, it actually relies on the steering to, to make it happen. Also, part of the sleek design are handleless doors. They're voice-activated. Voice commands also play a role inside the vehicle. The car itself can speak, hear, and see. The brakes can see and are radar-activated. There's a satellite link up inside the car along with video displays. The displays are on the dashboard. You can give the driver a rear view along with the route map. The map can pinpoint the car's position in the route. Of course, this is what we know as GPS today, but at the time, it was revolutionary. Lean Machine was a three-wheeled subcompact that had elements of both a car and a motorcycle designed with navigating congested city streets and big cities and eliminating wasted passenger space. The Lean Machine is only three feet wide, uh, ten feet, two inches long, and four feet high. The cockpit is made of fiberglass and can withstand all weather. Not only lean in size, 
Drivers can also lean the lean machine. That is, they can use the pedal operating tilt ca- tilting capacity to lean the vehicle around corners similar to, w- similar to the way a motorcycle does. The lean machine is composed of a lower part and upper part. When the driver leans into a turn, the upper part with the driver rotates horizontally, while the lower part with the wheels remains upright. Inside the vehicles, we find that, uh, this, that steering wheel brakes and throttle controls found in a normal car have been replaced with handlebars, which control the aforementioned functions. The lean machine, we were told, could accelerate from up to 60 miles an hour in 7 seconds. Due in part to its low wind resistance, less than one-fifth of that of a motorcycle, the lean machine could travel 200 miles on one gallon of gas. So there's your look inside the Trans Center. The Trans Center was really that place that you went at the end of the attraction that really summed up the experience. It was the world of motion from the beginning of foot power all the way until the time that you get to uh, today's vehicles, or the 1981 vehicles anyway, and you would move on then to talk about the future of vehicles, and that's where this this came from. The Trans Center was really your way to kind of uh, approach the bigger picture of it to be able to get through to the future of the ride vehicles. So that's it for this podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. Next time, we'll talk about the evolutionary step that took us into the General Motors' change from World of Motion to Test Track. So that's it for this week. I hope you've enjoyed it. And remember, it's fun to be free. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the wonderful world of motion. General Motors now invites you to travel the open road, to discover that when it comes to transportation, it's always fun to be free. Thank you for tuning in to the Disney View podcast. Now, please exit the moving podcast. The walkway is moving at the same speed as your podcast. Kindly take small children by the hand and watch your head and step. If you have questions, thoughts, or would just like to ask Dave a question, please send an email to davesdisneyview at gmail.com. You can always find Dave's Disney View on Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. Show notes for this podcast can be found on DisneyWorldPodcast.net. Original music you hear in this podcast is courtesy of Sound A Music. You'll find a link to the latest Disney-related autism awareness event on the show notes page. We also encourage you to check out Dave's iPhone apps. There are a couple of Disney-related apps, including a Hidden Mickey's app and a Pin Trading app. 